0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo's Cinema, and I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Well folks, Super Bowl is over, the Kansas City Chiefs won the game, and the San Francisco 49ers put up a good season, including Jimmy Garoppolo. So, in honor of last week's Super Bowl, I'm going to count down my top 10 favorite football movies of all time. So that means uh, there's going to be a lot of tackling, a lot of hustling, wins, loses, football players, drafts, and many, many more. And just to be clear, uh, or should I just say, football movies, I should say. (laughs) So just to be clear, uh, I am not much of a sports follower. So anyway, just because I don't follow sports, that doesn't mean I don't watch them. I watch some of it, but not all of it. Okay? Good. All right. So anyway, it's time to kick off this list because we are going to hear some... We're going to hear and play some football! Okay, here we go. Number 10, when the game stands tall. Kicking off this list is the football team that has an undefeated winning streak of 151 football games from 1992 to 2003 by the D. Salle High School in Concord, California, led by coach Robert Bob, I um, hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, La Dolceur, played by Jim Caviezel. Plus, this uh, this film is also based on an extraordinary true story. However, in the 2003-2004 season, their winning streak came to an end. Came to an end. Even, even for a huge winning streak like this, it, it kind of hurts, but... Man, I mean like that—that That is a problem That's pretty big even, even, even to break a streak like that It's That really depends whether it's a winning streak Or a losing streak Okay, well moving forward While the movie itself may sound a little Cliche, but Right, it can be cliche at times But it's still a great football movie To watch because even in a losing streak It's hard to overcome it But some teams need some teams need to stand tall when it comes to a winning or losing streak, as a, as a as a football player, as, no football player, football team, even a brotherhood. And when this film came out, a lot of people may not like this movie, due to the, due to how it's being portrayed. But this film does have its fans when it comes to football movies that are based on true stories, and this movie is a watch. Okay, moving forward. Number 9, The Game Plan. In this family-friendly Disney flick, quarterback of the Boston Rebels named Joe Kingman, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has become one of the greatest football players on the team. However, he comes face-to-face with an 8-year-old girl named Peyton, played by Madison Pettis, who turns out to be Joe Kingman's daughter. And throughout the movie, Joe Kingman tries to balance between his football career and raising his daughter while running into a little trouble between... A little trouble between balancing his uh, father figure life while being a football player. So, that is basically very tough to handle. Especially when it comes to, like, sports, being like a professional athlete. However, Joe comes to his understandings when raising a child while playing football. I mean, he uh, he still builds up to it throughout the movie. So, which has actually been pretty good. Even though many people didn't like this film it it's shows the audiences how athletes can turn into uh, parent figures or father figures like Joe Kingman going from a football player to a father figure which is a very good concept and like I said I know it's it's tough even for an athlete's uh, point of view because, uh, because, uh, raise, because uh, becoming a professional athlete while raising a family that is tough and to be honest that is very tough but like but it can work in multiple different ways, and 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 in the game plan, it actually is actually pretty good. And it's kind of ha- heartfelt too. It's very pretty good. It shows that some athletes can become good, uh, good, good uh, father figures to to their to their sons or daughters, even. Even in uh, even in the real world too. Even, even though the film plays it out pretty well, it, especially in real life. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully though, Joe Kingman still wins his championship football game. And yes, uh, Boston Rebels is basically a parody of uh, New England Patriots because this film is set in Boston, Massachusetts. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Although, hey, I I. I still enjoy the game plan. I thought Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Joe Kingman was pretty good. That's still a good movie. Yep. Okay, moving forward. Number 8, Radio. Even though you may or may not have heard of this film, Radio is actually a pretty decent film. I actually saw this film back in high school, and I thought it was pretty good. Particularly the performances of Cuba Gooney Jr. and Ed Harris. The film tells the story of James Robert Radio Kennedy, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., who is a young, mentally disabled man who roams around town and observes a local high school football team led by Coach Harold Her- Jones, played by Ed Harris. This leads to radio to help assist the high school football team with, with Coach Harold Jones. Now, uh, I... Now, like I said, I saw this back in high school. It it was a little bit forgettable at times, but I actually thought it was pretty good because uh, this shows that some some people with disabilities can help out. They can. And yes, because uh, people with disabilities are probably one of the greatest uh, people, greatest human beings, I should say, of all time. And this film does prove it because, like, because uh, being an assistant for 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 uh, for sports, whether it's football, is actually pretty good. You help assisting the team, which I thought was actually pretty good. And uh, I seen I seen this film back in hi- back in high school, which is, has been a pretty long time, and that was the only time I ever saw this film. I thought Radio was pretty good, and it th- it does have some very good football moments in this too. So I I kind of recommend I recommend watching this movie. Radio is a great film to watch it's not a perfect film and yes it's not it's not all not all films are perfect but it's still it still has something something good to watch you know and both performances of ed harris and cuba gooding jr are great yep okay moving forward number seven the longest yard wow uh this is actually the 2005 version While a remake of the 1974 original, this film follows uh, Paul Crewe, played by Adam Sandler, who is a disgraced former quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers who got arrested for drunk driving and is forced to form his own football team from the prison inmates going up against the guards. And that is basically the the plot of this film. That goes with the uh, 1974 original. While this 2005 or 2004 uh, actually, this this remake did get a mixed reception due to what the original film had, but it still, it, but it still had its fair share of laughs and performances, particularly of Adam Sandler and Chris Rock, which they were pretty, which uh, both uh, both of the both actors were pretty good in this movie. However, it's Burt Reynolds' take as Coach Nate Scarborough that really brings in the touchdown to how good the film is. Well, yes, yes. Like I like I said, the film the film upon release was mixed, but it's still enjoyable to watch, even for an Adam Sandler sports sports comedy. Now, uh, I I actually seen seen this movie before. Like, I, it's pretty hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's hilarious, and yes, it does have its flaws. Now, and not to mention bringing bringing back Burt Reynolds to play the coach was actually pretty good because Burt Reynolds played. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds was was in the original uh, nineteen seventy four f- film of the same name, and I'm pretty sure he played the the main football player, to which to which Adam Sandler is playing in this movie. So, and I actually thought it was a nice uh, it was a nice touch to to bring it, to bring in the original actor from the original film to help coach to coach the football team in this remake. So, I thought it was actually p- pretty good and pretty good for the filmmakers to do that. I mean. It's still it's still a 50-50 meaning it's good or bad or or it's so it's so bad it's good. It's still it's still an enjoyable movie. The Longest Yard is still the the remake of The Longest Yard is still great. But hey, you could always watch the the 1974 original. Okay, moving forward. Number 6, The Blind Side. This film tells the true story of Michael Orr as an offensive lineman at Wingate Christian School in Memphis, Tennessee. Who was adopted by Sean and Lee Ann, Lee played by Tim McGraw and Sandra Bullock. So anyway, uh, The Blind Side is one of the greatest, uh, one of the greatest true stories ever. I mean, it is a football. It is a it is a football movie, but it also dives deep into Michael Orr's, uh past, because like he he was taken away taken away from his mo- mom at a very young age which is which is very emotional and sad like being taken away at a very young age is definitely sad but at least but but at least uh he was he was adopt- adopted by uh Sean and Leanne Tui, which i think was actually pretty good which which i thought uh, was pretty pretty amazing and the footballs, and his first time on the football field in high school was actually probably one of the few good moments of that film because, uh, oh man, it's just the fact of how I, I liked how Michael Orr pushed that one football, one, one football opponent or football player to, to the bus because, and I quote, to the bus, it was time for him to call, come home. Uh, or something like that, something like that. I don't know. To the bus, it was time for him to go home. Uh, okay, or something like that. I mean, that was probably one of the great moments, few good moments in that film, and especially ha- especially in the end, how ha- and how he was draft, how he was drafted to the NFL, which I thought was actually a, a nice touch to his to his story, which I thought was pretty good. And the performances of Sandra Bullock was great too. She won the Oscar for best best actress uh, out there, which I thought was was amazing. Alright, well, looks like we're going into halftime right now. We're going into the top five right now. So, well, that's kinda half kind of halftime for us. So, well, this is gonna be a little bit short. So, anyway. Anyway, here we go. Number five, the water boy. Adam Sandler kicks off the second half of this list with The Waterboy. The Waterboy is considered to be one of Adam Sandler's greatest comedy films in the 1990s since Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. The film follows Bobby Boucher, played by Adam Sandler, who is basically a waterboy. Well, yes, he was fired from his waterboy job by Coach Red, uh, Bibuyu or something, (laughs) or, by. Bayou or Booyou or something. I, I, I can't get, get the name, but anyway. He was fired by the coach uh, of, at the University of Louisiana, so Bobby Boucher decides to do, find another waterboard job with Coach Klein and the Mud Dogs at the South Central Louisiana State University. Along the, way, the, along the way, Bobby Boucher learns how to play football after remembering all the mean people he had fought in the past to use as his tackling field. Meaning, he remembered the the people that he w- that he was insulted at, because uh, he's acts because Bobby Boucher is actually uh, not only a water boy, but he's actually a bit of a stutterer in this film, which is kind of surprising because um, a lot of people in that film were actually insulting Bobby Boucher because I mean for for. For reasons like that. But I like how in the spoon. Bobby Boucher uses that. As his tackling fuel. To pu- to tackle. Meaning like he was able to play football. Tackle people basically. By playing football. Remembering. Or should I say. Visualize. Visualize an attack. Especially in the moments of how he tackles. Uh, Colonel Sanders. Or the professor. One of the professors I should say. In that science class. Because of the mandula. i Oh God, that is still a great moment in that film. <laughs> believe me, believe me, th- believe me. Th- that is th- the Medulla Obligata is still one of the funniest moments in that film, especially how Adam Sandler as Bobby Boucher visualizes and attacks the football, p- some of the football players, which I thought was pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yes. Uh, uh, this is basically one of Adam Sandler's first uh, football films that he did before before the longest yard and and this film was also a mixed reception meaning it's so bad it's good but it's actually a pretty good film especially from from the 19 from the 1990s so all all hey so hey the 90s have a lot of good films back then okay uh, moving forward number four draft day this is the film that longtime football fans dream of when it comes to football movies. Seeing a movie about a draft day for football. Kevin Costner plays the Cleveland Browns general manager, Sonny Weaver, deciding on what to do after his team acquires the number one draft pick. So basically in that movie, it's basically about the whole uh, draft day. So this is basically drafting the football players to to draft. Draft football players into whatever team they they may go go for, which is basically setting up the the football season. And I thought this this film was actually a good film, and I'm and I I, I actually enjoyed this film because uh, because it actually had a pretty good story. Not to mention, uh, Sonny was deciding on who to draft. Was it what what who? It was either Bo Callahan or. And I'm pretty sure there was someone else. I forgot his name, and I totally forgot his name. But one of them was Bo Callahan. Even though, even though in that film, uh, Sonny decides on the other football player than Bo Callahan for actually for some reasons, because Sonny thought Bo was gonna be a bust. Yeah, I know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes football players can can succeed or they can be a bust at times, which is. Which is probably saying something. Which I know is probably saying something. That is definitely tough. I know it's kind of tough, but anyway, at le- but hey, on the bright side, on the bright side, Bo Callahan was able to get drafted to the Seattle Seahawks. So, so it wasn't it wasn't a total loss. So anyway, anyway, uh, I uh, forgive me for not uh, remembering the other players' uh, names. I, I'm, I'm and I apologize because. Sometimes I'm not really good with um, Sometimes I'm I'm not really good with names at times. But like, but, but on a side note, it was actually the film is still a good film to watch. And I and I and I guarantee you, it is a pretty good film to wa- film to watch. Draft Day is a is a great film to watch. Believe me. Okay, moving forward, number three, The Replacements. Uh quick question, guys. What do you guys get when you combine uh, football and Keanu Reeves? A fictional football movie where John Wick plays football. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it is actually true. Keanu Reeves does play does play football in this movie. His character is named Shane Falco, which is a character which is the character in this film who is a former quarterback for Ohio State after choke after a huge after choking in the nineteen ninety six Sugar Bowl game, meaning that he lost the Sugar Bowl game in nineteen ninety six. Which is the loss? The the chalky part is the loss. He lost the football, lost the football game in that movie. So anyway, although he was able to return, he was able to return to Wonderland with the with London Wonderland with the help of Washington Sentinels head football coach Jimmy McGinty, played by Gene Hackman. Uh, Oops. Yep. 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 The Wonderland reference came from The Matrix, and the film was loosely based off of the nineteen eighty seven NFL strike for Super Bowl twenty two particularly the particularly this film uh, is a reference to to the Super Bowl uh, to Super Bowl 22 uh, the Washington Redskins, Redskins who actually won all three replacement games which is basically the point of this film but it's the Washington but instead of Washington Redskins is actually the Washington Sentinels that w- which was actually made for for this film well just be glad no pencils were revolved when deflating... Deflaming football games. No, or footballs, I should say. I make, I make, <laughs> yeah, that's probably my last John Wick reference. That's probably my last John Wick reference reference in that one because of the pencil. Well, at least no pencils were deflaming footballs, so at least on the bright side. <laughs> that's my last John Wick reference, people. Uh, forgive me on that. Forgive me on that part, but really, because Keanu Reeves went on to play John Wick later on. Basically, basically, I thought Keanu Reeves was pretty good in his replacements. Hey, hey, sometimes, hey, some, hey, sometimes, uh, hey, sometimes uh, having having an action star actor in a football game is actually pretty good. All right, moving forward. Number two, Rudy. Going into the top two is Rudy. This biosports sports film follows Daniel Rudiger, a.k.a. Rudy, played by Sean Astin who dreams of playing football at the University of Notre Dame while facing obstacles of school grades, money, and the physical stature, stature to play, fo- to play major, major league football, or major football, I should say. Becoming the first film ever, actually, fun fact, Rudy became the first film to be filmed on University of Notre Dame's campus. This film was filmed in, jo- in Joliet, Illinois, and in North- in Notre Dame, in Indiana. This is a great film. Rudy is a gr- is the great is a great film. The acting performance of Sean Astin was great, as well as well as the musical score by Jerry Goldsmith, particularly the theme song that that was played in this movie. That was so great. And uh, and and uh, in case you guys were wondering, why was that not my number one choice? But well, actually, there is another football movie that literally takes the top spot. of, of of my list and uh, this uh, next movie for my number one pick going into the final few minutes of the fourth quarter is number one remember the titans taking the top spot on this list is the football movie that is considered by many many to be the greatest football movie of all time the film follows the story of coach Herman Boone, played by Denzel Washington, who attempts to integrate 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 or something the uh, TC Williams High School football team in 1971 with assistant coach Bill Yost, played by Will Patton. Remember the Titans is literally the greatest football movie ever. The story itself is great, especially the performance of the two leads from Denzel Washington and Will Patton as both coaches, which is which is great. Not only does this film uh, had a lot of great football moments, but it does show this, the br- the the side uh, between between this do- this takes place during a time of of racism because uh, this because the film's setting. Even though this film came out in 2000, the uh, the story itself this was a true story that literally happened in 1971. This is basically something something like between 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 race issues. Because both because the players well because the players didn't get along at first when they first started practice because of their race related issues. But but going into football camp they actually started to get along with each other. Getting by getting to know each other. Getting to because that because that is probably one of the first thing first few things is that you gotta get to know each other. Because when whenever you're bonding a brotherhood, especially in football, you are bonding a, a, a relationship, a, a brotherhood relationship, relationship, which is basically forming a family. In this film, remember the Titans proves that, and this film has uh, has a lot of great football moments, especially an undefeated an undefeated season, which was really great, especially the last the final, final football game or the state championship game for this film was was great. It was a great film. It, gr- it was great. And remember, the Titans is the greatest football movie ever, and I highly recommend, it, recommend watching this movie. And there you have it. That is my top ten favorite football movies of all time. What do you, what do you guys think? You think I'm missing a few football movies? I'm. I'm pretty sure somebody or a few people are out there are wondering why, why Friday Night Lights or Operation Varsity Blues are not on there. Well, technically, I have not seen these films, see those football films. I've seen the the films on my list, but not those other football films. So. I apologize, but anyway, uh, if you have a have a top ten football movies in mind, uh, please please feel free to do so. feel feel free to do so. Anyway, anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Have a good day. Have a have a have a, have a good rest of your good rest of your week. Congratulations to uh, congratulations to Kansas City on the on the on the big win for uh, Super Super Bowl. Uh, th- and congratulations to Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers for an amazing season. And uh, thank you, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. Have a have a have a good day, and I'll see you guys uh, here. See you, and I'll hear, and, uh, and tune in, and tune in next week for another episode of Kodo Cinema. Bye.